Well, guess what? Once below a time, once there were forthwith with the fifth. You better watch out, cause there's a theme Paul Blart, he's a Hall Cup. He's a Hall Cup. He's a Hall Cup. Paul Blart. Who blarted? He blarted. Who blarted? He blarted. I blarted. We all blarted. We all blarted for Call Mall. Call Mall Paul Blart. Call Mall Blart. Ball Paul Blart. I blarted. All right. Ah, hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. That is you. Uh, today we're doing Who Blarded with uh, starting with which is going to be November. Look, November, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. One, two. This is the first episode of November. We're doing Paul Blart. Mall Cop episode one and with us today and next time because torture is hilarious we have Sean Sean hey how he's you back I am he did the things I did that you really <laughs> just did that <laughs> yeah I, fuck you um you fucking cast look look man I sat through Paul at Mall Cop I don't want to I don't I can't even today I okay so uh this movie for those who don't know, is a Happy Madison production, which I totally forgot. It's by Correct. fucking like Adam Sandler and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's by his production company. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I had no idea. And it makes sense because they're terrible and he's terrible and everything he does is terrible now. You wouldn't understand that it was a Happy Madison product because it took like 45 seconds of like the weirdest intro to a shiny badge to get to that part. Yeah, the, the the intro shots just like epic Pablo, like he's a mall cop. Um, it's uh, it's Kevin James. It's Kevin James being star all fat, of, star of such great comedy films as Grown Ups, Grown Ups Two, Here Comes the Boom, The Zookeeper, Oh Boy, Blart Mall Cop Two. And who could forget, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that movie, you dick. And oh, Jesus. I now forgot about Fucking Chuck, Chuck and Larry. That's the best awful. one. No, it was yes. just like, hey, gays, jokes. That, that's <laughs> what. That firemen, ladders, and dongs. Get it? Because firemen are always a little gay. <laughs> I guess. Look, uh, so it's it's that guy being all fat, and that's the movie. We can, that's it. We're done. We can leave now. All right, guys. That's goodbye. The, this was episode one of Who Blarted. Let's do the outro. We're done. Outro time. Who Blarted. Zap, zap, zip, bop, 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 bow. Okay. So really, let's break this pile of shit down. The opening scene is him flop sweating his way through a police academy uh, training course thing, or like test. Complete with under boob sweat and belly button sweat. And belly button sweat, yes. And he's like acing them, and he's going past other people on like a log run. And he does a flip off the rope. Yeah, there's like a rope that he swings, and then he does a flip, a backflip off of it, and then he collapses from hypoglycemia. Right in front of the finish line. 
Yeah, and he's he's a me. It's not like he's passed out. He's asleep. He's, he's snoring. snoring. <laughs> the fucker is snoring. It's but Aaron is because he's fat. Yeah, do you get it? Because he likes food a lot more than he should. He's also like short and chewing gum during yes. the lineup. And he has a rape stash. <laughs> oh. It's a majestic rape stash. <laughs> no, no, it's not majestic. It's garbage. It's a garbage rape stash. And he's a garbage human being. And he's a piece of shit. And this movie fucking sucks. Aaron, that's <laughs> rude. <laughs> God damn it. Why well, have to do another one of these? I'm not even through the episode. And I gotta watch another one of these fucking movies. All right. Look, it was my idea, too. The worst part of this is my idea. I'm inflicting this upon Aaron. my fucking self. No, not just you. You're inflicting it on me. Yeah, but that's funnier to me. What you asked. and Freud. In its truest sense. You mean Sean and Freud. Oh, it's oh, funny. Because that's his name. Wish I was named Bill now. Now look, it's his name. Explain the joke, please. Well, you see, there's a, there's a thing called schadenfreude, but we have a guest today named Sean. Yeah. So... The joke is with the show, we put his name in front of Shod, and it's Sean in Freud, because it sounds a little bit similar, so we kind of put those together, and then we make the laughs happen. This, pro- this program was sponsored by Aaron Joke Coke, sponsored coming from you live from Botswana, New Mexico. <laughs> joke! Yep. This mm. I hate you right now. So you Bob explain Pat explain cast is a co-production of National Public Radio. I found a squid in my soup. You found a squid in your poop? This is my soup. Boop dee boop. Aaron. Aaron. Yes. I'm waiting for the third movie called Paul Blart Moon Cop. Moon Cop Okay, I'd watch that. Moon cop. Paul Blart goes to space. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Why the Terminator theme? Because <laughs> that's uh, the most of the epic movie, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> epic movie? That's Let's a watch movie epic movie. About uh, assholes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, this movie is a product placement, like a commercial for minivans and Segways. And fucking the Rainforest Cafe. That's a place. And Unweavables. That's important. That's I doubt that's actually a place. I bet Un- you. Unbelievable. And, Unbelievable, and that's right. Yes. Unbelievable was the name. Cameron, I gotta I gotta ask. Did you notice the legal seafood sign? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, legal seafood. On the outside no, of the I mall, didn't. there's a store, and it just says legal seafood. What the fuck is illegal seafood? <laughs> is it whaling? I don't know what the I don't know what that means. And it's not only the that they that showed that put sign full front twice. No, it was in there more than that because when the cops are outside, it's there like half the shots. <laughs> oh my god, what is legal seafood? <laughs> you know, Aaron. fish, chips. Yes. There's also, you remember in uh, Jack and Jill, which we admittedly have watched. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that the, movie. The Ugh. Dunkin' Donuts also oh, featured yeah, in this is. movie. In one shot, and he's like, he usually he takes, usually them, takes to them, them to the mission. mission. Mm, I'm surprised he didn't go back there and just devour them all. Uh, just like, <laughs> food. 
I, I assumed like he was just gonna like grab like six of them and just be like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I assume that was just half the movie, and I wished it to be. You know, speaking of like foods and stuff, that just reminds me of the opening scene where he's like, oh man, I'm really sad I didn't get to be a, a police officer, but that's okay. Because pie, like, I'm not in the mood for pie. Pe- peanut butter fills in the cracks of the heart. Pain go away. Get it? Because fat people are sad. No, no. It's just like the, I don't want any pie today, mom. She's like, oh, Paul. He's like, actually, you know, just kidding. I now, you pie. Ju- now that you said pie, I feel like I need some, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need right, some pie. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. I like how there can't be like happy fat people in this movie. I mean, that one black dude's pretty, pretty fucking happy. I mean, I wouldn't say happy. Okay, only only when his face is stuffed, disgusting, <laughs> grotesquely with nachos. And he just these nachos are delicious, Paul. No, they're dope. These are from prison dope nachos. And they're just like dripping out of his mouth in clumps. Like that scene is fucking <laughs> disgusting. You watched it like three times. I had to. <laughs> It, it, it was enthralling. Okay, Aaron, look, <laughs> Aaron, that's almost as good as the uh, as well written as the the drunk margarita thing. He's like, I don't drink. Oh, oh no. yeah, that was the, that was the same thing where he starts drinking too. Is because it's like, oh no, these nachos are hot. So he turns around and steals a drink off the table behind him, and it's a big pitcher of margaritas. Oh yeah, and then there's like like a full minute and a half of him like with the fruit drink rubbing up on the old dude. Oh yeah, and he's just like feeding him like and fruit, pineapples and shit, and he's just looking the other way, letting it happen, just be like, "Yep, I, I've had this happen to me before." Paul's a mean drunk. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like fingering his ear, just being like, "I like this whole twisted." Oh yeah, twisted. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like hitting on. Um, is it Amy? Is that her yeah. name? Yes. Amy yeah. Is her name. Uh, so he's hitting on Amy, and he's like, "You know what I mean?" And she's like, "No, Paul, I, I, I don't know what you mean," because he's like super infatuated yeah. with her. And okay, one thing I don't get, like right off the bat about this movie, is what the pitch session must have been like to be like, "I want to do Die Hard yep. in a Mall." Sounds right. With fat jokes. No, that's it. And it's around. Oh, yeah, it's around Christmas time. Uh, Thanksgiving, Black Thanksgiving, Friday. yeah, Black Friday, yeah, not yeah, African American Friday, yeah, what African American Friday to you? Let's go buy livers on the African American market. Okay, so I just caught that joke, <laughs> and I was like, wow, That's, I can't believe I missed that. It's good. Yeah. It's good one. Quality material. This joke brought to you by Aaron Joko. Go down to Boston and go buy yourself a joke. Okay, one of my one one of my favorite scenes of this movie that I can watch over and over is them setting up the dating profile, the dating profile, the movie, and then he's like, "There was something." Your mother had something special, and she's just like this boomer-sized fat lady. Oh yeah! Oh man! (laughs) Your mother had something special. Yeah, a green card because she's a little immigrant, and she used you to get out of here. Oh God! I hate her. Well, you shouldn't. She brought me you. I I did like how that mule just looked like. Oh God, help me! (laughs) 
fuck the straw. These fat kids are going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, so, one part of it that I really love when his mom is uh, setting up the profile on Perfect Match. Oh, yeah. yeah. The part where she's just like, oh, we need to put that video of you, which is just like, a, you know, a splash cut put together like iMovie, like, look what I can do with basic editing. Don't worry. I'll, I'll take out the out sweaty, parts. sweaty parts. Oh, thanks, mom. Oh, boy. Yeah, and an, and another thing about that um, is that his mom also puts it <laughs> well built and a great hugger. Uh, yep, a <laughs> great hugger. Video. Oh boy! So I got I got to oh, use this, this reminded me. I got to use this opportunity to talk to you filmmakers out there. Watch out for your fake pictures. They always look garbage and photoshopped. That one is fine to look like that. That one is a joke picture. But when it's like, here's this family, like in the stepfather where they, they had a couple on like the mount, the mantle and stuff. And they were just the most fake pictures. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, behind. Did you see uh specter yet, Cameron? Uh, Yeah, I saw. Spectre. You know, the, the picture where they're like supposedly on the mountain with like that looks so fake. That picture really bothered me. It looked fucking fake as shit. Oh my god! I know it almost looked better when they didn't show it in the Swiss Alps part, Aaron, and when it was actually just Christoph Waltz's, like, like his face is just burned off, and when they give him like the Skyfall personal effects. Yeah, but then you get like the full one when he goes to his evil lair in the desert, and it still looks like garbage. Like that picture looks. Yeah, like I think shit. that they clearly didn't put their budget into actually getting like proper parts of getting like the faces transposed under there. Uh, me shop. too. Wasn't great. Anyway. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, anyway, really watch that fucking, you gotta do a good job with your fake family pictures and shit. Cause I will fucking notice and I'll be like, that is garbage. Looks like shit. Be careful. Aaron, does that make you uh, remember how in Old Dogs there's like that whole intro? Uh, I think it's in Sahara too, where it's just like, oh, oh we're just going to yeah. put a bunch of walking yeah, pictures yeah. of how they go way back and they're old friends because they're yep. old oh, now. Oh, boy. You remember? Like the cheapest opening credit sequence in the world. We can just go over these pictures. Like if you're going to do that opening, you might as well make the pictures look better and not like ass. Anyway, that's my, uh, that's what I got to say to you guys. Fucking watch out. Looks like shit. You better cry because I like your tears in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you know. No, I really don't know. Please tell me what you mean by that. Well, you see. Well, you gotta notice. You gotta notice there's all the tears. Do you know what I use tears for, huh? Fears? And man, no, I use them to just drip down my urethra. Lubricant. No, no, no. I don't need my I don't get I don't get my urethra fucked. But it, how do you get the tears in your urethra? Funnel. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's a catheter. I mean, that ends in a funnel. Duh. Yeah. I gotta refill my bladder, otherwise I don't pee. Wait, you have to externally put that into your bladder in order for yourself to pee? That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Do you want me to explain it or no? I okay. I mean, honestly, I think you might need to. 
No, I mean, I've seen all the doctors. Don't worry about it. I just got to refill it. Otherwise, I don't pee. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Well, since you mentioned urethras, why don't we bring it into an episode of Talking About Dongs, since we're talking about dongs. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Talking About Dongs. I'm your host, Harry Dongenberg. With me is Rosendick. Uh, that's me, uh, Rosendick. Uh... I have a dermatological problem with my uh, dong. And we have a first caller. It's pretty early in the show. I'm surprised we got calls. We didn't know. I mean, someone must have a real urgent question. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Hi. My name. You're on the air. Oh, is that so? Hi. Yes. Um, I'm Little McSchlongendongen. Oh, okay. Good and, name. Um, um, I was wondering, uh, when I heard you guys talking about the catheter funnels, mm-hmm. what would you say is the best size to use for a penis like mine? I mean, it doesn't matter what size your penis is. It matters your urethra size. But I like the extra large one. And I'll tell you why. Because after you're done using it, that opens your urethra for other things. Now, that has gotten me onto another thing. If you gotta, if you know, okay, since this is talking about dongs this is an all dong show you better if i if you don't have a dong and you're listening to this i'm gonna find you i'm gonna make you not listen or i'm gonna give you a dong it'll be fine if i give you a dong but i'll judge you i'll judge you i'll have a list of criterias it'll be like check 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 okay you get a dong uh, no no okay you, you can't listen okay anyway besides that my topic today of the dong show which is talking about dong yeah it's like the it's like the dong show but we hit a big dick instead of a big dong and the dick just kind of goes wobble 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 so yeah um it's dong talent we're we're announcing the dong show it's uh it's gonna be uh april 17th at the uh the chinese theater big production okay bring your dong based talents like, I don't know, lots of windmilling, just being big. I don't know, just being small. Whatever. You know, if you can roll it up, if you can unroll it, if you if you, if you can juggle your balls, if you can, like, punch into it. I don't know. I don't know your dong-based talents. But if you got them, I want to see them, okay? Look, come on down. April 17th, the Chinese Theater Dong Show, okay? Whoever wins gets to be a special guest co- guest host for one show and they win money how much money i'm asking how, is rosen how much money Which you ask my co my my co-host a lot a lot many many a lot money like Thousands. The way that you think talent contests happen mm-hmm. is bewildering yeah, to an extra. Bet it. You gotta be. You gotta know. Sort of way. You gotta know when you get it. You gotta be like, that's money, and we'll be like, it sure is. Here, have it, and they'll be like, oh, cool, thanks. The, my dong talent was impressive, was it not? And we'll just say, get out. And then uh, that's the dong show for today. The Gong Show is a co-production of National Public Radio. We now return to the catastrophe section. 
Okay, just to start off how Paul Blart is introduced professionally speaking, when we, we like we cut to him at the mall and there's like this really awful eighty yard line where there's like a guy that just goes up to him and he's like, Do you know where a man's room is? And yep. he's like, Yeah, this place is twelve stalls and heated seats. Like, what the fuck? I mean yes. like Oh yeah. It just is like a fat <laughs> joke because like and what public restroom has heated seats? That seems like a very odd choice. If you ask me. Yeah, because fat people poo more, so they like the best bathrooms. He obviously knows where the best poop places are. I wonder if that's a character trait. You know how the... So there's a thing in uh, when you're doing pre-production, like a little thing, like a character sheet that's like, here are his traits, here's the things he knows. I wonder if they wrote down knows good places places to poop. poop. That's probably like the Stanislavski equivalent as a... A lot of people use that to like solidify a character to write down exactly like the traits and stuff. I really want to see that paper and have it say knows good places for to poo. I want that. (laughs) And segue writing. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you need to poo, call. Give me a call, and I'll be like, "Hey, where you at? Oh, you're you're on Fourth uh, Streets. All right, I'll." Oh, remember, Aaron? He doesn't have a oh, cell yeah, that's phone right. because he prefers he prefers uh, handwritten, handwritten sentiments, sentiments and face to face interactions. Face to face interactions. Kind of Speaking of face to face interactions, so they get that new uh, before they even get the new trainee. Um, they come to the mall. He's like slow motion segueing across the mall and he sees the main love character interest and he's staring and staring and then bam, right into a minivan. Oh, yeah. The highest. And she even asks him comedy. later when he goes to go buy yeah. a wig from um, it's, Unbelievable or whatever. She, he's like, aren't you the guy that ran into the minivan? He's like, oh, what? And he's like, which one? Which which minivan? Oh, I fucking wonder. (laughs) That one. one. The one with a fat guy dent in it. It does have a dent in it, which is pretty great. (laughs) But before even that, he's sitting there in the security office. He like, just like when no one's looking, he just starts like with all like the the control stick of a single camera with an Atari 2000 controller. Just zooming in on her. Yeah. Let me look at that. Oh, boy. She doesn't have the face. That I enjoy. Uh, Paul, what's with this report about uh, like traffic safety amongst the Yeah, mall? he writes up like a giant report being like, if we do this, the traffic flow and the safety between this and the fourth hallway will be so much better. And he's like, Paul, why don't you just clock in and clock out and give no fucks and go and beat your wife when you get home? Was essentially what he said. <laughs> yeah, it was all Yeah, that. something like that. Like, why don't you just kick the shit out of your child? I mean, I do. <laughs> Be like us. We're the best. Um, well, one of us is asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, God. There's this uh, He's always referring to how, like, um, when he's not at work, he's always referring to his coworkers. <laughs> But at work, he's just like, he's trying to talk to them. Like, w- during that scene, he turns around to be like, write that one thing, and the guy's asleep. And yeah, like a 20 other times when it's just like, Paul, why don't you do this? Or, Paul, you're needed at this. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Paul. Like, when he calls in a fake call, like, if you need me, I'm by the fucking stalls. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, fuck, Paul, I don't give a shit. Fuck like, you, Paul. But, the, but, but to his family, is like, the guys well, at work I understand. I get that the film is, like, trying to be on Paul's side, because, but it's still, like, creepy that he, like, uses technology to, like, surveil Amy 
And it's just like, oh, I guess that's because it's okay because, you know, we walked a mile in the shoes of this fat guy who's really supposed to be sympathetic and is kind of an everyman. And his attempts to woo her are totally, like, insufficient. Like, oh, well, uh, oh, that's a really cheap wig. I'm... That's quite a deal that we have here. Only nine ninety five. I should get a ponytail. He oh does boy! Know, he does know. Fun facts. Oh god! <laughs> it's it's the movie's version. Yeah, he has fun facts. He's, He's like he has two fun facts, and then the, the and then the uh, the Amy, the romantic interest, is just like, wow, Paul, you know a lot of facts. Yeah, two. <laughs> That's a lot of facts. One of them was like. Did you know, uh, uh, what was it? The Mustang is named after the plane, not the horse. And she's like, okay. And then the other one was some something. I don't give a shit. But the 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 food place being uh, like a subsidiary, not a subsidiary of some other stupid food Some place. other food place. And then she's like, wow, Paul, you know a lot of facts. Well, it, uh, yes, two is a lot of facts, woman. Do not tell me you just tried to skip over the douchebag at the kiosk. The douchebag oh, at no. the kiosk okay, being cool. Steve Ranazisi from The League, one of the yep. only uh-huh. enjoyable He's parts in this, of the movie. And he does head. nothing. He really does nothing. Well, he, I mean, he, like, bullies Paul, but not as much as, like, Bobby Cannavale does, who's, like, really more of, like, the bad guy who betrays him at the end. But Ranazisi's there more to be, like, I'm, like, more of a better romantic foil to Amy than you'll ever be, even though when the hostage stuff gets real, I guess I'm not anymore, sort of. I, was, I mean, she, I, she's into leather. Uh, not that we're together. <laughs> Get it? Uh, Joke. <laughs> So I was try- I'm trying to be just sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he does tell everybody that they're, like, together even though they're not. Like, as if him being, like, creepily more interested and outwardly douchey than Paul makes him, like, a better suitor or yeah. something like that. Oh, boy. Yeah, I- this is after that, but yes. But Pat... Aaron, it's almost like this movie is like a prequel to Qu- to King of Queens, where like that uh, that early late nineties early aughts trope of fat guy hot wife like happened, and it's like him struggling to date when his wife is like deported or left him for some reason, and it's like a prequel to King of Queens, where he's just like, well, I worked at a mall, and then I got a job in. Uh, in the packaging business, and now my hot wife and my annoying dad live here. Hey, hey, hey. But what to do? That, I mean, that'd be great. With a small Mexican <laughs> child. Not not to mention, I mean, they'd gain uh, Patton Oswald, so it might be, it'd be better. I wish Patton Oswald I know, Patton Oswald would have made this movie so much better. Of course it would have been funnier. Hell, uh, Observing Report, Report was better I mean, I this. think we really need to rewatch that movie, because I feel like I didn't really understand, because Jodie Hill and Danny McBride really have, like, a more cruel sense of humor that I didn't really appreciate until, like, after I watched that movie. It was just kind of weird, them coming out around the same time, too. They were even filming at the same time, Yeah, because when we watched it, we were like, I don't know. Well, and one thing that doesn't make sense about this movie is like what makes it unfunny is that hapless characters like uh, Inspector Clouseau or other characters are usually like more funny because they're unaware of how hapless or unknowledgeable they are about their jobs. Paul sees how mean everybody else is. And in the scene where he's taking Sims around, there's like a buddy cop movie trope where he's like, all right, these are the rules of the land. But everyone's just kind of like mean to his face and Sims like seems really nice and really like like the least likely person to, you know, later oh, than oh my like stage them all heist or something like that. It's be- it, uh, that scene was the dumb. It was so pointless. I mean... 
here's the here's the thing of why it's fucking pointless. Okay, Paul Blart is supposed to. I it, when he's taking the trainee around, it feels like he's trying to be tougher, but that makes him a less sympathetic character. You know, he's pathetic, but it's like because he's being a douche to people in the mall instead of just being like, hey man, let me actually help things and. And then, but he's still bad at trying to yeah, help. Yeah, not to mention all the useless advice that he has. I love how nobody has any respect for him, especially when he tries to like pull over the uh, old man in the wheelchair or when people just refuse to give him IDs or he tries to give him a citation for like, sir, you're going too slow. And he just keeps dragging his body along. It's just so terrible. Yeah, pull your left hip forward and pretend you've got a gun, especially the part where he pull when he uh, takes aside the. Uh, the woman at, at at Victoria's Secret, and she just and he's like, "Look, I know I'm dealing with the weight problem." She's like, "You call me fat," and then she beats the shit out of him. And oh, that was so overly awkward. It's like a minute of her like got him in a headlock and uh, shuts yeah. up. That's that scene went on for way too yeah, long. We all know a push up bra department <laughs> store dispute is oh, like God. the oldest screenwriting trick of raising this. Look, space. she's right also here? fat, oh, but they oh, wear the same bra size the way that because fat fought look, each other. It's a joke, that is, like, but. She's fat, but she's beat him up because she's less fat than he is. I don't and no one stops this, even though it's like, I understand that mall security isn't a cop, but wouldn't anyone be like, hey, don't beat the shit out of the place and destroy my store? You know, that'd be. Yeah, great. because she knocks over a hell of a lot of stuff. And the lady just get like the count lady at the counter just gives a disgusted look like. Oh. And she looks very familiar. The lady at the counter. I don't remember who she is, but she looks familiar. Anyway, doesn't matter. She, she gets beat up by a fat lady. That's a joke. Well, that would be one thing is that if Paul Blart was like actually good at his job, like I was saying about Clouseau or like hapless characters, it's not like he's good at his job despite it, like in a Leslie Note Parks and Rec sort of yeah. way. He's just bad at his job and is really sad about it. And everyone just kind of hates him. Like, that's why, like, it kind of present like presents like an eating disorder sort of thing. So it's really just kind of pathetic. So it doesn't really walk the lines of like good screenwriting in any sort of yeah, he just doesn't know. quality but way like, whatsoever. But when you see the scenes of him where he's not like off duty, when he's at home or whatever, he's like, I'm sad and things are bad. And yeah, what he should, what he should be doing is like, I take my job very seriously. And it's just like, these things just aren't working because I'm not doing something hard enough or, you know, something like that. Where it makes it feel like he actually like is more. Uh, but Aaron, I have seeing it all happen is such high stakes, especially in the in the there are uh, stakes? fat people fighting each other scene. Who's oh, at stake? I thought he ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also love to see the pitch session for this movie, where it's just like, oh what if my we god, had yeah, where it's just cop, like cop thing, but. It's like Die Hard in a mall, but they do extreme sports. I think that that might have been like the preliminary pitch for this. And we also have to mention like the coat that he wears over. Like, let's move on to like the uh, the uh, nacho eating thing at the bar yeah. where he like gives that second the nacho monster to Amy. That was just gross because it's like him and like the other uh, uh, Leonard. I think is the name of the other fat guy. The 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 black guy. Oh yeah, the drinking thing. I got. I don't. I really don't drink. He gets a fucking tattoo of uh, the Loch Ness monster over his ass. 
<laughs> he, he gets a tramp because he doesn't drink. So it's a joke. Oh, God. That scene right before it, though, the, the best part was when he's getting in, like, he goes to his room and is like, I'm not very hungry. I'm going to go to my room. Then he takes a cassette out because, you know, joke, he's old. Yeah. And puts it in the two cassette deck player. And then proceeds to make his own sad music background while he, like, looks at the, like, the receipt he got from Amy. And he's like, Aah. Yep. He did that, like, he made his own fucking backstory sound. What he, the fuck is that? He added his own soundtrack for To Be Sad With, <laughs> and then he got on his 1998 Windows computer <laughs> to look at match dot, uh, his perfect match profile. Yeah, yeah, and it said, nope, no matches, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you think that he'd probably also just, like, it's like, well, no matches, but how about that porno, you know, like, just turn it on, like, the next thing, and Kirk Cameron can just be, like, on the other end, like, oh, hey, here you go, buddy. Life sucks, eh? Yeah, why don't, here, let me load up some porn for you, because nobody else is gonna fuck you, like. If no matches found, program the computer to just be like, eh, well, here's some porn to tide you over until there is one. Yeah, porn mode initiate. Burp, 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 jerk off and it. And if it's like the Kirk Cameron programming, where it's like, this is the fireproof <laughs> programming where porno goes down the hole and addiction is bad because Christianity. You must smash me to get rid of porn addiction. Because that's how addiction works. Uh, connecting to pornography. Uh, <laughs> yep, pornography. That means he's got protection, right? <laughs> yeah, a computer condom. Computer condoms I by Trojan. A, yep, I need a computer condom. Man. Oh, I hope I got some Trojans that can protect me from yeah, the, the digital dick. Digital dick. It's a song about your digital dick. Get protection, otherwise you'll get viruses in your digital dick. Computer Contums, brought to you by Antivirus Software Incorporated, a subsidiary of Aaron Joko. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just like, get your digital dick protected. Oh, yeah. No, I got all that firewall. It'll stop it from getting all over yep. STDs all over your digital oh, dick. Oh, yeah. You want to look at schoolgirl Asian tentacle weird shit? All right, man. But you better load up that antivirus software. And it's only $9.95 a porn sesh, bro. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. For like porn seshes and all the videos you watch at one time or just one video? No, per per uh, session of jerking off, masturbating. Okay, good. That would that would teach you some stamina. Yeah, I'm gonna go for twelve hours so I don't have to pay for this again. I got the day. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna punch my dick. Yeah. And then not to mention uh, how this oh, movie boy. goes into oh, bonkers territory, where yes. they actually start to like turn into diehard in a mall. Like, who robs a mall on Black Friday? I mean, yep. I get that they've got like all the shopping things, but like the cops would be a yep. lot more attentive uh -huh. to like a hostage situation on a day like that. Because like the like at first I thought like the the new guy Sims was actually like one of the nicest characters in the actual movie, so it made his betrayal like even weirder in the context of the film. The new guy and his extreme sports friends <laughs> that are apparently Rudolph and his friends. Yeah, they're named after fucking reindeer. Yeah, fucking stupid, fucking stupid. And then uh, there's like the actual oh guy who's God. supposed to like be like the uh, Bobby Cannavale of like uh, Boardwalk Empire and a bunch of other really cool stuff is like uh, the SWAT team commander of like the thing. And he's like a high school bully. And he's like, Paul Blart. His name is James Kent. And he's like, 
He's like, oh, man, Paul Blart. He's like, there's like, we got one in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me talk to him. I used to know him in high school. He's like, hey, Blart, remember I used to set you on fire at the pancake festival? What does that mean? Yeah, what the fuck is a pancake festival? I want, yeah, me too. I want to see him. I, I want to know what a pancake festival is. I want to, uh, is it just eating pancakes? Is it making pancakes? Is it like, it's a, like, it's like Oktoberfest for pancakes. I mean, that'd be awesome. I almost wish that like there was like that high school Paul Blart was like a hall monitor or something. So that it's like Paul Blart, like Paul Blart hall cop pancake fester festival chapter. Initiative. I mean, I, I mean, I guess look, I, uh, what the fuck is a pancake festival? All right, whatever, whatever. Oh, and Aaron, not to mention all of like the uh, the video game product placement. How there's like a Guitar Hero scene in this with like uh, with Kiss's Detroit Rock City as uh, like a narrative device to get him stuck inside of the mall while the heist is happening. And not to mention that, but he's also like all the people there are like, "Oh, Blart, we love you so much, Paul. Can you close up early for me?" He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over for this, and I'm gonna run on this thing like a treadmill video game. Yeah. What is that?" And and a fucking video, yeah, a video game treadmill, a treadmill video game. I mean, like, what? How does it even get like that? Because it's got like hurdles and shit. How does it know you're jumping? Yep. Uh huh. How does it know? Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! And then he gets like all tuckered out. Yeah, he's blood tucking there. And it just keeps saying, like, foul, 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 as if, like, there's no thing, and then it's just, like, ha <laughs> fat-shaming joke. Yes. And I guess I just don't understand why someone would rob a mall on Black Friday. I mean, it just seems like there would be a lot more security or, like, police presence there, as if why, like, um, it's is it just to give, like, more stores presence? Like, why is that, do you think? It's because they made the most money that day. My... My thought on that is because when they when they do that, their whole plan is to get take the credit card codes and like take all of that and then make all the money off of it. And so they have the the invisible ink that only comes out of the blue light or whatever come up on their arms. But the one bitch already had it on her arm. Like what? Because I guess they punched that first number in to the credit card machine and then get a second number. Oh, uh, no. What happens was, is that uh, with the uh, information, Sims actually gives them each like the 13 or so, like eight to 13 stores that they each have to go to and get the credit card numbers individually, like the identification numbers from each of those stores and bring them back to the place with the hostages so that they can cash yeah. out at the end. That's, yeah. that's what he says after they take like uh, yeah. um, Amy and everyone hostage. What anyway. uh, did you notice when they were bring- <laughs> when the uh, bad guys were coming into the store when they go up to the door with the um they just kick the guy's bucket from under him it's like hey what are you doing it's just like you can't go in there just like we're going in kick and the guy's just like fuck this i'm out and then they just throw like it looks like a little like a can canister yeah yeah it's just a canister and it's got a little fucking red light and it's like boop 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 fuck you and and they're carrying a box which turns out to be full of bikes and skateboards. And skateboards. <laughs> Why you needed to sneak those in? No fucking clue. But then they get they go to the like um, the electrical box thing, and the guy has a laminated paper guide 
to these to this exact box. One, how they get it. Two, why is it laminated? Three, he sticks it on the wall next to it, so they prepared it with sticky tape. I don't know what the fuck. Why? No, no, the sticky tape. How they get the sticky tape on the door on the wall too? Because yeah. they just stuck it on there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the, I don't. Double sided tape, maybe. The, oh my god! And it's. Uh, <laughs> That sticky tape sound yeah. sounds a lot like a delicious burger being made. And now let's go to a message from one of our sponsors, Uncle Jerry's Burger Shack. Uncle Jerry, do you have anything new for us to hear? Let's hear it. Uncle Jerry's Burger Shack. We've got burgers if you can find us. Hello. I totally forgot his voice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Cameron. I forgot his voice. I'll cut this out. Yeah, it's pretty much the voice that you use for everything. It's like, I'm Uncle Jerry. That's kind of how it goes. Uncle oh, Jerry so it's the same as all my other voices? <laughs> yeah, Uncle Jerry's Burgers. Yeah. Boy, oh, yeah. Boigas. That's my keyword. Okay. Go. Uncle Jerry's Boiga Shack. Look, we got a new product. Okay. Last time. We introduced, I don't know, was it salad? Some bullshit. I don't care. I made them. I think it was salad last time, wasn't it? And, and it's, and you know, it sounded pretty delicious. Yeah. To, What's the new food item, Uncle Jerry? Yeah, we were the first people to make a salad. Okay. Now, you got you know how we make the great burgers? Burgers are really delicious, okay? We've got a new food item. Watch out. It's delicious. Okay, do you guys like fish? Yes? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess I like fish. Okay, thanks, caller inners. This is now an interactive commercial. Better watch out, because we got that technology now. We're going to make burgers, but this time we got fish. A fish burger. Yeah, it's just like a whole fish. We'll put it on the buns, and then put a bun on it. Do you bread it? No, just it's just a fish. No. It's a fish. It's delicious. It's delicious. Just taking bites, taking bones out of your mouth. I mean, like what makes your fish burger like delicious? Like what is it? What does it sound like? Like describe it to us as a consumer. What are you stupid? Of course it's delicious. It's a fish burger. I mean, like how delicious? Like, do you make it out of actual fish? Like what's the situation? You want one? Yeah. Okay. I know it's a, it's a hard sell. So let me take my good old-fashioned try of marketing through sounds. Let me put it on the grill for you. Is that you putting it on, or is that it grilling? Oh, boy, does that not sound delicious? That's going to be tasty fish burger. You You want that. Now, let me remind you where we are at. We're at the we're at the building that's got the sign that says, "Hey, all you Jerry's, come on down here over here." We it's we're there, okay? Come and come inside, and we got we got fish burgers, and you can have them if you pay us money, because that's how business works. We also have regular burgers. We got we got do like cherry pies, which sound like. And your cherry pies are delicious, okay? And then we got like other things. We got. Uh, we got Stevens. I don't. It, they're delicious. Steven pops. Steven pops. Delicious. Okay. You want the Steven pops? Okay. Come on down. Sign says, "Hey, old Jerry's, come on over here. We got other things, and you'll find out about them." This is a mystery sound. You'll find out what it is when you get here. 
Oh boy, are you not intrigued? Come and find our sign. Yeah, but I mean, like, where exactly is Uncle Jerry's Burger Shack located? That's where the sign is. Uncle Jerry's Burger Shack is a co-sponsor of the Catastrophe Section with National Public Radio. We now return to the catastrophe section. Can we bring up like the weirdest part of this movie to me? How like the cell phone salesman in the mall gives his daughter's cell phone to uh bl- to Paul because he doesn't have one, and like the cr- like the the creepy like ex boyfriend Bahud keeps calling him. Oh yeah. Oh my. Yep. Bahud. Ba- Bahud. He's my favorite of this movie. I really hated it because it really kind of said like, well, I mean, like, well, stalking woman's okay as long as you do it like through the phone, and he, you know, because he he just seems like totally obsessed with her, and it seems to be like permissive, as if like that's really? funny in a comedy. I loved it. It made no sense. I loved it. <laughs> One of the the only funny parts of this that reminded me of that, Aaron, is uh the the ringtone going. I've got the. I'm the type of girl you want to chew on my bubble gum, chew on my bubble gum, chew on my bubble gum. I'm the type oh, of girl yeah. you you want to bring home to your parents. Yep, chew up on my bubble gum. And then he says, like, I don't want to sound like kinkphobic on this, but he says, she's got super sexy feet. But it almost seems like that's almost like icing on the cake for us as audience members to be like, Ew, that guy. Yeah, she got them really sec- crazy sexy feet. Like, that he practices. I mean, Ew. why are you adding that in? Like, I just love how, like, why is that part of the movie? I don't I like, understand why. I like that Mall Blart is just like, no, no, no. That I, I'm not with I'm not with her. I actually was uh, I'm I'm a mall cop and uh, her dad he's gave like, me you are phone. probably sweating over her right now, and he's like, I'm sweating, but not over anybody. Whamp cause he's fat Joe. I'm, I'm not over anybody, yeah. I'm <laughs> Get it cause fat people sweat because they're fat. Oh yeah. And then he's like, hey man, that's a tough situation. But oh, Blart, I love you now. Yay! Peanut yeah. butter and Blart. <laughs> yep. You peanut blarter and jelly. Or peanut blart and jelly. Whatever the fuck. Stupid. But Aaron, fuck are that. you the type of girl that makes them want to chew on the bubble gum? I mean, I hope I am. It's what I aspire to. I aspire to be that type of girl what wants for the chewing of the bubblegums all up in the club with the dance. Hell yeah, feet. man. Make him chew on the bubblegum. Yeah. Woo, woo, wee, woo. All up in the club with the uh, dancing. Welcome in this to the beat. show. Uh, this is the rap hour. Uh, here's my, my uh, co-host. Shrimp Dickley. Hi. Yo, man, how you doing today on the rap album? Shrimp Dickney got like a dick in his <laughs> You know, yeah, small, tiny, kind of curled. Uh, uh, all right. I wanted to analyze these lyrics of your latest uh, hit. Um, so if you could if you could sing it for us and then. We'll go through it and analyze the specific artistic intent of Yo, each man, one. I just laid down that sick beat earlier this week. Just tell me which track to hit you with, yo. Um, how about uh, in the club with my thuggin' gotta get all in her chubbin'? Yo, man, I'll be all up in the club and all up in my drink out, all up in the chubbin'. Got up all the drink out, gotta get the cake ah. pushing all up on it with that book ah. out. Yeah, yeah, dancing all up on the floor. Getting out through, I get up through the door. Hitting up all of the bitches, all the people in the place. Oh, gosh, shit, I got alcohol up in my face. 
all up in the club and hanging with my thugs. See these honeys roll up and be like, what? I be all like, yeah, we all up in the club. Then we take it back and I hit them with the chub. Pushing all up, on up, all with the chub. Gotta get that. They hit me with yeah, a hug. That was one line. Wow. Yeah. There's a whole lot. Uh, that's a whole song. Me? Yo, man, I did that whole album for my mom's. You know, oh, your like, mom's. I just wrote it all plural? for you know because I like to think about where I came from. You know, like that's what I wanted to rap about in all that albums. No, man, I didn't say that. I'm just saying my mom apostrophe s. My mom's is just what, how we say it, where I come from. You know, like we. Just, I'm just talking about how much I love my mom. You know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said moms uh, like plural, like you had multiple, and I was wondering how that happened. Well, you see, yeah, how that. Well, took you see, place. I mean, my moms, they be like, uh, I do have two of them, but they actually like join twins, you know, and that's part of where I draw the inspiration from the rap album is as I was telling the NPR people before when I was, you know, interviewing about this album before earlier this week, you know. Is it, uh, no no hold on now. Uh is she conjoined where there's one or two vaginas or what? Clearly there's gotta where, be one. Where they can where well, are they can conjoin, you know, like a little bit above the shoulder, you know, like just like regular conjoined people. Oh, do, so it's just know, like another head with another arm it. or something like that? Yeah, no, they they can join on like the arms and like the shoulder oh, areas okay. right there. They're just slapped. I mean, they're really conjoined. just conjoined. Is it on one the, arm or two arms and then just together, the top is so, fused I mean, together? They're just like conjoined like they're right next to each other. Really? Oh, okay. So it's still two arms on each person. Okay. I mean, couldn't that, isn't that easily like cut apart? Like that's like the E, there's no organs there. Couldn't they just be like, quick, done? No, but you see, I bet he's, what if they want to, uh, you know, aspire to be baseball players? I, I don't see how that helps. Aren't they left-handed? Oh yeah. I mean, Depends then you, on which then you could are. throw the ball with two hands, so it's double the speed, right? I mean, rotator cuffs. Oh, well, you okay. see, my moms, they actually uh, be achieving and stuff. They don't want to do nothing with no baseball. They actually be, they be a doctors, you know, like uh, the doctors, they didn't want to cut them apart because they be achieving, you know, well above the way that they was actually brought up to be, which is why I'm so proud of them. Uh, they are both one doctor? And you see, both my moms actually be doctors, but they be doctors of different types of science. One is a medical doctor, and the other is a doctor of philosophy. You know, it'd be different the way that their mind is disciplined, and the other is medically oh, okay. disciplined. And the way that they negotiate that is a lot I mean, of the inspiration for why I'm rapping about my moms in oh, this I, album, you know? Oh, right. Okay, so can you go through it uh, slowly, uh, line by line? Just We'll go through the first couple, okay? Okay, uh, so I think the first lyric is... Uh, um, all my thugs be all up in the club, and I see them and all the girls they give us the hugs. I heard something about a driver's license. Yeah, the, there is a bit about a driver's license when I be like, yo, I be showing my driver's license. I be legal all up in here, all up in the club, and all the ladies, they love to show us love. After I see my thugs all up in the club, I hit them with this all underneath the rug, pushing it all up, all up in the club, pushing in the chub, all up in the club, under the rug, you know, like it all rhymed together, you know? Oh, okay, so what, uh... <laughs> Under that Asian rug, are you like referring to the muff? Are you referring to a vagina or are you actually being literal where there's a rug and you're trying to like crawl under it to hide, but get danced on because that's your fetish? I don't know. 
No, man, you see, like, part of my album proceeds and my charitable work actually goes to actually giving Ming Dynasty rugs oh. to under-resourced oh, kids. Oh, is that what that like hood means. one night, you know? Oh, okay. Because I know that they need that, and it's a sign of people that achieve is that they have a Ming so, Dynasty rug. Uh, while you're plugging you know? it, what's the, uh, what's the name? Of the uh, charity. Oh, well, you see, the name of the charity is called Rugged. Oh. It's because I think that people need oh, to embrace their okay. rugged side. So, you I know mean, what? That's, that's a, that's a good name. Because All it's right. a Ming Dynasty rug, and they're being rugged by getting okay. their um, hands on a Ming Dynasty rug through the charity, you know? You get it? No, it's good. No, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, uh, that's all, t- all the time we have uh, for you here today on uh, the Rapcast. Uh, your charity, we n- the name of your charity, once again, so the, uh, plug that. Uh, the charity is called Rugged. All right. And the name of your uh, newest album. Uh, the title of my new album is Haters Gonna Hate, but I'm okay with that. If you stay out late, you better be protectorate and legislate in the crime rate can go down downtown. It's really kind of like just a reflection of all that I was thinking in this concept. I mean, it's multiple concepts, so it's like a multi-concept album. Okay, so next time we you really got to talk about the title of your album. Well, I mean, I just me. want to talk but a little bit that's more That's for next about, time. Thank you, you know, for joining like us here on the Rapcast. inspired this and how legislative policy oh. and rugs are really the way to forging forward in the educational and social justice means of improving their lives. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get into that next time. You know, you know part of that is my mom's, uh, the doctor of philosophy, she also really liked roller coasters and she designed I, I mean so I don't blame was her a doctor and the other was actually like a doctor I don't blame of, her like philosophy the, um, I got, roller I got coasters a, um, she loves them look so forward to next time next time on the Rapcast we'll talk about his mom's love of roller coasters uh, to, and uh, his you know uh, um, his uh, chubbin to yeah, playground we'll chubbin a little more uh, rugging rugging tubbin yeah all right uh mm. <laughs> Uh, the Redcast is a co-production of Natural Pu- National Public Radio. It's me because I hate rape. I practice rapping because you're also parents. I don't like rapping. It is a form of parentry. Parentry in the parent form is not rap. You never attack position. We now return to the cat- catastrophe section. All right, let's wrap up this movie, guys. Already? Yeah, let's um. But we didn't get to the part where they get like. Yeah, there's like a lot more. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, can we just go into yeah, the part where he's like talking, where he's like hanging from the ceiling before he falls on them? Oh they, god! I totally thought that they were going to go for a fart joke. Where oh he was, yeah. Like, stuck in the. Like, like, I didn't eat like, lunch. Oh, heart of a warrior. And then they he's gonna eat your fart. Who's that fat yeah. guy? Fart. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find him. Now the um. So he runs into this fucking crazy store. Yeah, where legs are sticking out everywhere. Yeah, there's like legs just sticking out places with pants on them and shoes to be like, look at these shoes and pants. They're cool, right? You can buy them here, but they're sticking out of this fucking wall because that's how you sell pants. Like one leg was just one, like half of a leg. So it was like they had to tear that pair of pants. Yeah, most of them were like full, like waist to foot. With everything, like ass, knee, kneecaps, everything, like on the legs. And this one's just like leg part, shoe. <laughs> that store is crazy. What? It's like an orange wall. It makes no sense. And you don't even like the product in there is just like, we got pants and shoes and shoes. <laughs> 
And that's always and the, 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 the other thing, the pants in the store are all the exact same pair of pants. The shoes, all the exact same pairs of shoes. Yeah. So are they selling one pair, one one type of, of pant and one type of shoe? I bo- I do believe so. Yes. Okay. That's a good store. Um, so anyway, he they, goes. <laughs> they, the yep. two, the, those yep. two uh, BMX parkour dudes just like burst into the door. Like, oh yeah, can we not forget about the part where they're parkouring all over and BMXing on everything? Oh, for no reason. When they, when oh oh when the um when they tell everybody to get out, they like <laughs> uh, extreme sports towards the crowd to push them along, and then there's this guy sitting down, and the and the uh, the bad guy like jumps up and he's like you too with his skateboard and almost hits him on it and he's like yeah extreme sports fucker and not to mention there's like the scene on the roof where the guy's like ah, I'm gonna kill your girlfriend who's Amy because you know this is after the point where he decides like Amy I'm not gonna leave I need to stay here and be a hero he's like I'm gonna kill your girlfriend ah ha ha and he like goes. It, like somehow skateboards over and jumps over to the other side of the mall to go back to the hostage room. Yeah, where did they get when they just appeared in the roof or on the roof? I don't know where they, how they got there. They just appeared there. They're like, we're on the roof now. Can we talk about how there's like a tanning fight scene? There's always a tanning scene in some of the movies that we do. Yes, please. How many movies have we done where there's a fucking tanning booth in here? Yeah, there's the tanning scene in Old Dogs. There's uh the tanning scene. There's a tanning scene in the whole Ten Yards, which we haven't done, but isn't particularly good. Yes, Christmas with the Cranks. Are there any others that have tanning scenes? I think that's it. But Aaron, doesn't the sight of Tim Allen's dong just entice oh, yeah. you so much? Welcome sexually? back to Talking About Dongs. Look at Tim Allen's dong. Okay, quick cast over. He's got a dong. It's nice. I guess. It's in a Speedo. It's a dong. It's Talking a About dong. Dongs is a co-production of National Public Radio. We now return to the catastrophe section. Wamp. Yeah, one part that I actually kind of liked about this movie is there's uh, so Paul is like communicating and not really taking orders from the cops, and he, um, uh, his supervisor is like, yeah, we're not listening to him because James Kent takes over, and he's like, yeah, I've been writing some comebacks for him, and he's like, uh, he's like, here's a good one, you and what army, and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, I thought that was pretty okay. And he's like, but he has an army. They have an army. Yeah, he literally, he's the SWAT captain. There's 50 dudes with assault rifles. Yes. And then it comes back when he says like, you're, you're the plane out of here or something. Like he says something. Yeah, you're like, you've been grounded. Yeah, he's the, he says well, The flight's been canceled. Yeah, your flight's been canceled. And then the guy comes back with, and he's looking at the list. He's like, that's better than all of mine. It's really stupid. The uh, the other one was when um, uh, the bad SWAT guy. Uh, that would be James Kent. Uh, who turns evil at the end. Anyway. Um, yeah. He um, he's like, you're no longer communicating with uh, Captain whatever, whatever. And then he just stops using the thing and calls him directly on the phone. He's like, oh, hi, Paul. Oh, hi, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like calls him in the background instead. My uh, really my, stupid. My funny one was when uh, she walks into the bank before it all happens. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and she's like trying to write with a pen. He's like, oh, oh, you need a pen, and it's the dick face who's a pen salesman. Yeah. He's like, he pulls his pen out. He's like, look at this one. It's so artisanal. I want you to have it. Take it. And she's like, no, uh, like, oh, okay. Uh, no, no, the best part of that scene is. It just start. The scene just starts, and he's sitting. He's standing there, and she oh, walks yeah. in, and he just turns and goes, "Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Why? He just turns and goes, uh, yeah. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what he says. That's the first line of that scene. Why? I don't know. Oh, yeah, we forgot uh, the fat guy, uh, Leon, another part that I liked, because uh, Sims, the hostage negotiator guy, he's like, he's following the textbook. He's like, yeah, I want you to stay back, and I want a Happy Meal. And Leon, the guy who gives, like, uh, who does the nacho, the really gross nacho eating thing with Paul Blart earlier, and gives him the devil's crotch-flavored hot sauce, blah, he's just like... Hey man, is that is that Happy Meal coming? I'm I'm, I'm is coming. Is that Happy Meal coming? I'm fat and I like. Food. Aaron, did you notice like in the other Adam Sandler movie, Jack and Jill, like the Dunkin' Donuts product placement? Because in Jack and Jill, uh, Al Pacino's doing the Dunkachino commercial, and in this one, Paul Blart goes by and he's like, oh, he forgot to take him to he forgot to take those he, with it. Yeah, because he didn't take it. He didn't take him to the mission. <laughs> oh. Another thing that was amazing. So, we, like, Paul Cart Blah Blah is like systematically taking down. <laughs> what, Paul Cart Blah Blah? Yeah, he's uh, systematically taking down all the thugs. It's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cowboy Bebop. Ball, ball, ball. Or my proposed sequel, Mall Cop into Blartness. Yep, Mall yeah. Cop into Blartness. I think that blartness. would be a great title. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the sequel. Oh, yeah. He's um he's taking them all out, and he's when he's at the cafe, he breaks like a heat lamp and turns on the gas, and then the one guy rolls up on the skateboard, and he's like, Oh no! Like in the weirdest voice. Yeah, like the wheel. Oh no! And then huh? they're oh. talking about like, there's no way Paul Block could be a badass, and then it explodes. Like what? Inside the uh, Rainforest Cafe, which is we've been to, or Cameron and I have been to. That place is terrible. Yeah, I mean, their food's terrible, but I mean, like they really just kind of spend all their money on getting animals and fish around. So it's more like a fancy aquarium to distract you from how shitty their food is. They have animatronics and it looks different than a regular restaurant. Oh boy. But, um, that's a weird place to have like a fight. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh no, no. There was this one line where he's, it was the fucking dumbest line where he has like the school, the air tank and he's like oh, scuba doobie doo. And then he hits it and hits the guy right in the dick, by the way. He, yeah, he kicks people in the dick a lot. With like with the hockey, when he was in the hockey yeah, gear. Yeah, when he was in the hockey gear, he like, he's in like a sports store dressed up as a hockey goalie guy. And he's just standing there like quietly until the guy gets distracted. Then he takes his leg off and then hits him straight in the dick on the way down. He loves destroying testicles. I mean, Paul yeah. Blart's testicle destroyer. Oh yeah. It's kind of like the idiocracy uh, show. Like, ouch, my balls as if that, cause it's like just the lowest of form course. of comedy because it's funny because testicles hurt. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, old the tanning bed. The tan- remember when he's at, yeah, he's slamming yeah. the guy in the tanning bed and then like he knocks him out and he's like, Oh, wait a minute. And he runs back and grabs little tanning glasses and puts them over the dude's eyes. Yep. Oh God. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The uh, birthday card. He like stares at this birthday card and tries to run at it uh, through like the the locked hallmark. The doors. montage. <laughs> yeah, there's like a mon- montage of him getting badass air quotes. Um, and there's and he keeps going back to this because it's Amy's uh, birthday. birthday or whatever, and um, 
he's like, everyone should have a card on their birthday. So he like fucking runs into it and falls on the ground because he's not good at things and he's fat. So <laughs> then he ram Yeah. And then he rams it with a segue and gets in, but falls because he's fat and he's bad at things. And then he picks out a card. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Speaking of that, he, so he busts through that door. He slammed through a window when he was drunk off his ass. Oh, and, and not to mention the, um, when he's, he get, he tries to escape through the, uh, elevator, but the elevator has that, that glass back so you can look at them all. Oh yeah. And that guy and jumps through it. The guy jumps through it, then takes Paul Blart and smashes him through two windows. And then another guy jumps onto it. And then, and tries to choke him, and then uh, Paul Blart hits him, and he falls, presumably, to his fucking death. And Paul Blart does not have a single glass cut on him. Nope, none. None. No, but glass doesn't exist in this universe. It's just, like, see-through plastic. It's nothing. There's, it's not sharp. Glass isn't sharp. What are you, stupid? Jesus Christ. it must be. Oh, my God. Or the, uh, what was, there was that one shot in the ball pit. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god they fall from the ceiling into the ball pit another time they go through glass and they should have died they should have died they fall into the ball pit right under the thing oh my god and then the Segway falls yep on them yeah but no but no but, but the bad guy comes out first with his skateboard and then Paul Blart on the Segway like tilts forward and he's got the look on his face like Rrr. Dracula's up like, what's he gonna do like oh uh, yeah he like does the Dracula thing where he's like pushed straight words you know but it's on a segue because he's fat and bad at things because that's the joke of the movie yeah <laughs> and then he just headbutts the guy yeah and he's like headbutts are bad because they hurt me too <laughs> <laughs> yep nobody ever wins with a headbutt because nah, it hurts both people yeah that's a fuck oh my god what else is there um, I think I like, I really like the main villain just because he's such a great dick. Cause it was like, I was like, Oh guys, there's a, there's a straggler. What do we do? Oh no. Should we just give in? What are you talking about? Stick to the plan. I thought he was a terrible actor. Uh, he was just like, Oh no, there's man. I want, I'm trying to be a person. He was not a good actor. I just, that line was good. Wait, who's the bad actor? The bad guy, the trainee. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he really terrible. I really just I don't didn't like him. think you're wrong. I liked the uh, when I thought that he was like a nicer character than the other people, but he really just was not that talented at all. Yeah, yeah. he's fine. But I mean, like Bobby Cannavale. I mean, like he's in this, and Steve Renazzisi. Like they're both good actors, and I don't understand why they're in this no, movie. Bad yeah. guy. What is with everybody going evil on him? Yeah, everybody immediately. How did the SWAT guy know about this? And how did the rest of the SWAT not be like, hey? Well, I mean, it is New Jersey. Everybody there's just a shitty shit. That's true. It is New Jersey. Fuck New Jersey. If you're from New Jersey, fuck you. Seriously, fuck New Jersey. I feel like they should just do a prequel of Paul Blart. People associated with Kevin Smith. Child, like Paul Blart. Hall cop or hall monitor, and he's like a kid with a bunch of different like emotions, like being bad at things, sort of like yeah, a fuzz Nicholas Angel going around, like just policing people. Like, Stop. oh, that'd be great. Don't beat if me it was like, he said, it, like, like in uh, he had, you used to eat lunch with your imaginary friend yeah, every day. Yeah. I want to see that movie. <laughs> that movie sounds great. And yes. Bing Bong, yeah, that movie he's sounds a fucking great. hall monitor. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing, you know. And then he can uh, create kids bop or something, you know. Wait, kids bop. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh boy. 
Kids Bop 20. That was hits such as Grind Your Booty on That Dick, but for kids. <laughs> and I almost feel like this movie would be better if like there was just like a recut of all of like the fat jokes cut to like a tube of force soundtrack. <laughs> just like, <laughs> now available Super Frost's new album Into the Dark. Sponsored by Randy Newman. <laughs> All to the band. Wait, is it called Into the Dark because they just sing Into the Dark, Into the Dark? Into the Dark. Like, what's in the dark? Like, what what are they going into the dark for? Yeah, that's that's their only lyrics. Except when they cover Dragon Force because they're Tuba Force. But they cover Dragon Force. Slowly. That'd be amazing. I wish I remembered like a riff from a Dragon Force song and could sing it. <clears throat> it would sound amazing. I would love it. I think that they could also be called like a uh, tuba fish or tuba can, tuba fish. like tuna can, but only like tuba things. Yes. Or it could be like called like Especially a series of song. sounds brought to you by Tuba Force. Yeah, that's a song. <laughs> A series of sounds is a great title for a song. Hey, a series of sounds. There you go. There you go. Yeah, a series of sounds. And not to mention the actual birthday card that Paul Blart gives to Amy at the end. It says, Amy, you are like a great meal. You make me feel stuffed with feelings. Plus, I don't need to unbutton my pants. Paul, yep, that's how the, unromantic. Uh, I think he should unbutton all the pants. I want. I don't need, but I'm gonna unbutton my pants for my dick to come. And we're gonna have the sex. That's the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, and when he's like trying to do the sexy walk up, he fucking just runs into those people. And he's like, oh, I'm oh, sorry. And she's just like, oh, you blart. Oh, look, we were so. And many. that's the thing about this movie is that like it's. Like, it could be funny. I can see the strings of, like, funny there, but they're not pulled correctly. Like, the way that it's shot is just so lackluster. Like, I don't think Kevin James has the physical comedy talents to pull any of this off, like, in a Peter Sellers or Melissa McCarthy sort of way, which is what makes something like Spy work so well, is that, like, Paul Feig knows how to direct it in such a way, whereas, like, whoever directed this turd really just doesn't know how to, like, stage it or make it linger, like, in the way that it's edited or shot specifically. Yeah, but this did not work at all. At all. Everything, because there was like shots like, or there was that one time he's like, I'm going to slide behind that uh, <laughs> mall directory and he just makes it halfway and then scoots the rest like, yeah, just scoots the rest on the ground. And you're just like, that could have been funny. It just wasn't. I don't know why it wasn't. I can't pinpoint exactly why it wasn't funny. I think the problem probably lies in the way that it's shot or like the way that it's staged. Like the way that it's edited, I think maybe the studio just didn't care because it was like shot for a really low amount of money. I think it was the way it it was more the way it was shot. And that's what makes this movie such a failure is that I wish that like there would be more slapstick like Sam Raimi or Three Stooges or something like that, which I really just think that this lacks, which is really a shame. I mean, not that I'd ever watch this atrocious movie ever again, but still. It's kind of lamentable for what a is with the montage where he's gone. I mean, because he's doing the whole Hallmark thing, getting back and forth, to get all this stuff to beat up the bad guys. Why did he suddenly change outfits? 
Uh, to look I thought more he uh, went through getting dressed and all that stuff so that he would look more like uh, it could have been a New York, like a or New Jersey used, police yeah, cop. Because he took like an insane amount of time to look through pants. Yeah, he did look through pants a lot. Um, it could have been because he was covered in tanning goo. Well, how did he wash that off without he, anyone noticing? He didn't wash it off. He changed shirts. Yeah, but it was gone afterwards. The, the tanning shit. Yeah, yeah, because it was on the shirt. And, and his face. He, I mean, yeah, Aaron, sure. the stalls do have heated seats. That could have helped get yeah, the tanning stuff off seats, of them. <laughs> the heated seats will get the tan right off your face. Well, I mean, I guess that's just not something that I've ever JC heard. Um, yeah, man. A car have. Duh. Like, do toilets actually have heated seats? Like, I know that mine does in the winter or when it gets really cold, but I've never heard of like a toilet to be like, mm, that makes my dump come out harder or faster or Faster, stronger, whatever, whatever the adjective would be for that. Yeah, no. A car feature with a toilet with a heated. <laughs> no, like cars have heated would seats. Would it be like a toilet car or something? Is that what? Yeah, I'm toilet pitching, car would I be guess? amazing. Toilet car would be awesome. Should be shit all over the road. <laughs> Get it, gas mileage, because farts are gas. I'm getting tired of all this shit all over the road. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. I'm not too old for this shit. <laughs> Because I took one. Do you think this is where we're going to wrap up? (laughs) Yeah, I think we're done. (laughs) How do I wipe? And that's one thing I don't understand about the arc of this movie is that Paul Blart flat out refuses. This whole movie prefaces that he wants to be a New Jersey police officer. And then at the end, after he gets his chance for professional, like, like professional advancement, he just refuses it and says, like, you know what? I want to stay being a mall cop where I'm underappreciated and underpaid so that I can hang out with that girl that I met earlier this week. I know. Oh boy. Like, I don't want a bigger salary. I want to stay and hang out with my new girlfriend who works at a kiosk that I totally can't call and be like, hey, meet me here. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's no reason for him to stay. And there's obviously a job vacancy. I mean, James Kent's going to prison, yeah. and everybody's probably corrupt given how it's New Jersey, and everybody in this movie seems to be out to rob things on Black Friday. You have to just rehire the entire force. One more thing we got to talk about is pixie sticks. Oh, yeah. What the hell? It's and like how to him. That's, those aren't pixie sticks. Those are fucking tube. No, no, no. They are tubes of cocaine. There's no doubt. I mean, it's not. I mean, because right before the rock band episode, he's like, let's do this. Just like pours the rest out and throws it away. Like, dude, like, what the fuck? And then, or, or before when he gets the new trainee and he's oh, yeah. trying to be all badass, he's like, ugh. Like, I don't, it's okay. That's it. He just takes pixie sticks and they're like cocaine to him. It's like Popeye. Well, I mean, he does it because of the glycemia hyperness. Oh, oh, there's that one part where he has to eat the sucker on the ground. Oh, yeah. Because was, he was uh, he was like trying to be menacing over the fucking intercom, be like, "Look, bad guy, I don't like what you're doing. You better stop it." I mean, you just gotta. Bleh, 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 bleh. And then he falls on the ground, and they're like, "Ha ha, he's bad at things." And then he eats a sucker that pulls a fucking Popeye, and he's like, "Fucking fuck you, guy." It's stupid. What if that was a sugar-free lollipop? Oh, he'd be fucked. <laughs> but Aaron, you can't forget about the part where he runs Thanks. over a dog <gasps> on his segue. Oh my god! Yes! yes! Yes, he runs over and a dog. And just was like, nope. Whoopsies. Yep. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> yeah, he's he's getting chased by a dog, and it just goes under the wheel, and it's just... <laughs> and he's like, oh no. Yeah. Just gets all It's a weird. dead fucking dog. <laughs> oh, and we didn't talk about the contents of the video. Where he's just being like, 
trying to look badass on his Segway, and he's like half dancing off of it and just doing. Oh my god! Then he falls off, and he's like, "Nope!" And he like pretends to start dancing, like, "Ha!" Oh no! Or the part where he gives uh, Amy a ride on it, and she looks fucking ecstatic. And not to mention the fact that she asks if he'll lose his job, and when he says, "Yes, yeah, I could lose my job," she's like. Okay. Well, he I'm is a right fucking creepy stalker because he like passes the stall like seven times, being like, eh, "Oh, look at that!" He buy. He just buys a wig. He doesn't even look at it. She's just like, "What's your color? This is your color. Here's a wig, ten dollars, nine ninety five. I might as well look for a ponytail." <laughs> is that because it's cheap or what? I don't know what that means. I mean, you might as well be all in. I think that's what he meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Like, what know. makes a ponytail <laughs> cheaper? I mean, or I mean more expensive? Like, it's, what does I, he need the wig for? Like, don't but you anyway, think that she should have asked that he, question? Um, he gives her a ride to the exit, and she's just like as happy as can fucking be. Why? I don't know. And um, and he, he's just like going around, like looking around the corner of like he's he's behind her driving, and he's like trying to get to the side of her, and like it looks like he's just like sniffing her, like. Oh, oh dawn. Driving the Segway. <laughs> I got a lady. I got a bird in my lap. <laughs> a bird in the crotch is worth two in the uh, bush. Uh, the vagina on my penis is worth having sex with. Generally. <laughs> yes. Me too. All right. Well, let's let render our verdicts for Paul Blart mall crap. Uh, oh, boy. Aaron. No. Nope. What is. Nope. Mm-mm. No. 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 No, well, eight votes for Aaron. Uh, Sean. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a yes, because uh, honestly, we had to do another one of these, and I want him to suffer as much as possible, uh, making me watch this. So, yes, fair, I belongs. Fair. All right, Grounds. I don't think it does. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we win nine to one. Nine to one. Yeah. That's yep. how that works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not show. just a fat joke yeah. because Aaron gets eight votes. He just said no eight times. Yeah, of course. Duh. Although, uh. Paul Blart gets three votes because he's fat. Because that's how this the world of this because movie fat. works. <laughs> joke. Because he's the size of three peoples. <laughs> <laughs> joke. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let's move into counterpoints. So, this movie has a certain percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. What is it? 20. Higher. Oh. Hot 35. <laughs> Close. 40. What was that? 33. 33? God damn it. Yep. 37 fresh and 76 rotten. Critic consensus, Paul Blart Mall Cop has some laughs, but its plot is flimsy nope. and lacking in any sustained comic momentum. So crap. Got it. Yep. Uh let's see. So 43% of the audience score liked it based on an average score of 3.1 out of 5 based on 392,405 reviews. Uh and let's see go to some of the positive reviews. Oh, what Rob Humanick of Projection Booth writes, it's only at almost the making of a comedy classic. Oh, no it's not. It's so bad. Okay, I don't understand this one. Robin Clifford of Reeling Reviews writes the numerous making of feature. No, that's not it. Uh, that's not the one that I want to read. Uh, this one. Uh, 
Cam Williams of Newsblaze writes about 10 times funnier than the similarly themed Observant Report. The Lasilli slapstick adventure is aimed more at kids than adults. It's not, though. It's not aimed at kids. At all. Oh. What the fuck are they talking oh. about? I love Victor Oliver, who wrote, Men of a certain age will love Paul Blart, and his pursuit through the center of, rema- of remark is remarkably inventive, truly for all the family. Oh, God. Horrible. What piles of oh, shit there? Michael Smith writes, James takes a Segway, a cheesy mustache, and the comic idea of Die Hard in a mall, and bumbles his way to a lightweight but frequently funny film for the whole family. There was only like three or four funny parts. The rest of it was fucking sloppy garbage. Uh, oh, Kyle Smith of the New York Post just writes, laughs occasionally ensue. <laughs> oh, that's a good review. That's positive. Wow. Yeah, none of these are really like none of them are like this is God movie, which are the f- best reviews. Yeah, uh, I think one of my favorites is David Jenkins from Time Out, who gave it a rotten review and writes, unmemorable, unfunny, and unoriginal, two out of five. It's a pile of shit. It really is. Cheater. Okay, so um, this movie cost a certain amount of money to make. How much did it cost to make? I don't know, 50? 30? Lower. Uh, closer to Sean's answer. 40. 20. Lower. Lower. 26. 26. All right. And how much did it make? Oh, 80. 100. It made $183 million what? worldwide. 183 worldwide. Yep, it made $146.5 million, roughly, it, domestically. That's a shit ton of money. Oh, God. And factoring in uh, DVD sales, according to Wikipedia, it says that the film has grossed its uh, sources by the numbers. For a $23 million uh, movie, that's ridiculous success. And it's okay, this shitty it, movie. It grossed almost f- like forty-seven, oh, no. like forty-six and a half million dollars in video sales, and so that brings its total cum worldwide in home video as of two thousand nine uh, up to two hundred twenty-nine, twenty-seven million, one hundred twenty-six thousand five hundred twenty-three dollars. That's fucking a wait, two hundred and sixty. 220 Yeah, about so a ten times profit margin. Roughly. Fuck you. Oh my God. Roger Ebert, weirdly, like, because this movie was pretty much panned into the ground. uh, He gave it three stars out of four, praising it as a quote unquote wholesome comedy. Uh huh. I, I don't get it. I usually agree with Roger Ebert. It's bad. Okay, so Aaron, I think the it wasn't nominated for any Razzies, but it was nominated for this really awesome. So there's these uh, feminist film journalists called the Alliance of Women Film Journalists, and it was nominated for most egregious age difference between the leading man and the love interest. (laughs) That's an award. Yep. For Jamie Mays and Kevin James. He's 14 years older than she is. So. That's that's not that much. I'd assume it'd be like crippling old man and 20 year old. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, he's 50 and she's, well, he was 44 and she was 30 when they filmed. That is a lot. This yeah. Six-year-old movie. Well, yeah. right now he's 50 and she's 36. I had to look up their age. Yeah, they're old. They're old. Or uh, this movie's old. It came out in 2008? Uh, so, 2009. Clearly. 2009. Yeah, it was, Jesus. It was filmed in 2008. Uh, I thought this was newer. Nope. No, the new one yep. came out. Oh, the sequel came out this year. Oh, oh boy. boy. Was it this year? I thought it was 14, not 15. Nope. It was April of this year. Oh, Christ. All right. It took them six years to make another movie. I am not excited to watch it. Oh, I am. How Aren't did, you, Aaron? Wait, how did it take six years? This, this seven. movie. Seven. seven. How did this take seven years to get a sequel to if it made that huge of a profit margin? That's absurd. Because Kevin James was in such hit films as Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2. And here comes the boom. Oh, yeah. Things that he got paid more for. Product placement, Aaron. Product placement. Joy. That's anyway, let's wrap it up by going into our what's on our radar this week. Sean, what's on your radar this week? Oh, um, what's on my radar? I just finished playing Last of Us, so not much of a radar. Just really love that game. Um, I'm watching this new show on Netflix. It's a Netflix original series, so if you get a Netflix account, of course. It's called Masters of None. It's by uh, Aziz Ansari, and it features stuff like uh, John Benjamin and um, a co- another bunch of great cast members. I really love watching every mo- every episode. And it, it touches on, like, a lot of it's got a, a Aziz Ansari's, like, comedy work involved, which is fine. But it touches on a lot of weird issues from our modern culture. And I, I just really enjoy it. I can't wait to finish it. That, that That's my radar. Aaron, what's on your radar? I saw Bridges, Bridge of Spies also. Did I pull that last time? Spy Bridge? Yeah. Bridge made out of spies. It's like a bunch of bones and skulls and shit. Pretty metal. Oh, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> at our local movie theater, I wanted to take out an the S at the uh, so that it's just Bridge of Pies. Oh, Bridge of Pies. <laughs> I thought you were going to do Bridge of Spy, which was less good, but Bridge of Pies would be awesome. <laughs> it's like if you take the first letter out of RoboCop, it's just Obocop. <laughs> He's just playing an oboe. <laughs> That'd be awesome. There's a, that's an internet meme that I found a little while ago. It's pretty great. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure someone has thought of that before. Um, so Bridge of Spies, really good, of course, written by the Coen Brothers, directed by Spielberg, fucking Tom Hanks, like recipe for a great movie, and it is. Uh, go watch that. Then I saw Spectre. Yeah. Yeah. Is that that new James Bond movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I didn't like the main actress. I didn't like the Bond girl. Which one? one. Leia Sado? Yeah, the Bond girl. Yeah, Leia Sado? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like her. I don't know. She just... I don't know what what specifically it was about her, but I didn't like her. Well, because they shoehorned in a romance. She's like, oh, since you made that guy fly out of the train, now I... Went from the I'm never going to have sex oh, yeah. with you. What do we do now? Obviously, fuck. <laughs> that was stupid. What movie do you think you're in? I oh, and that fucking cliche scene where he she he's like, I'm gonna teach you how to use a gun, and then she like disassembles the gun. And he's just, and she's just like, I hate guns, and he's like, I don't have to teach you anything, do I? It's awful. I hate that scene, but the movie's okay. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's eh. Purvis and Wade ruined it. 
Who? They're like the screenwriters who wrote like on the other ones and John Logan who like wrote the best, like basically wrote Skyfall and all the great stuff and that like they were brought in to quote unquote punch up the script. Oh boy. So that it was funnier. Yep. What? Why does it need to be funnier? Wait, script punch ups? <laughs> oh my God. Why would well, that? Well, it was before shooting. It was so that it was more funny. Right. But it's a Bond movie. It doesn't have to be. It's a modern Bond movie. It doesn't need to be funny. I the only thing that I think that I liked about that was funny about the movie was the uh the moment with the rat. Which part? The part where he's like pointing the gun at the mouse and he's like, Who sent you? Oh yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And then Heineken, like brought to you by product placement also. Of course. Just when you gotta find that secret room. That's dumb. But Christoph Waltz was good. It didn't have nearly enough him. Yeah, he just kind of was like I'm the bad guy. Oh, I hate that. Like the book, I call it the boogeyman cliche where he's like, you know, that time that you stub your toe, that was me. The time that I can't, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, you fell down the stairs. That was me. The time that I killed Bruce Wayne's parents. That yeah. was me. All, all the women you're with, they died. Like, oh, be, that was me. That's what he sounds like. Apparently to me, that's Christoph Waltz. Well, Welcome to the studio. With Vesper. With Vesper and Casino Royale, it makes sense because people from the Quantum Organization did kill her. Yeah. Instead of him just being like, I orchestrated everything. Although the scene with Mr. White was pretty good. Which one? Uh, The guy who shoots himself in the cabin. Oh, yeah. No, uh, that was good. Austria. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, like, I feel like John Logan, the screenwriter, actually really understands the psychology and, like, emotional state of Bond, where he's like, it'll just be another face on your way to the grave, James. Like, there's just a certain poetry and not obviousness to, like, the screenwriting where, like, the quips aren't what you'd immediately think. You're a kite in a hurricane. Yep, Mr. Bond. Like, you're just like, ooh, poetic. It's not like the Pierce Brosnan ones where it's like... And I thought Christmas only came once a year. Your name is Pussy. I'm going to fuck you. That's your name. <laughs> like, my name is Alice. Your name is Vagina, which I'll have sex with. Thanks. I'm Bond. What if that was great and he forced, like, the dumb sex names on, like, the women? Like, my name is actually Gertrude. Like, you're Fucks McGee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're unshaven until proven otherwise. Yeah. Shaven until proven un. Yep. I guess. Yeah, that's a name. I mean, that'd be yep, funny. That's a great name. Then we should write Bond. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I was just going to plug Spectre. I liked it a lot more than you did, but obviously uh, it has its problems. It was fine. It's, it had some really cool parts, but most of it was just kind of like, eh, this is over yet. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Faux show. Is that it? Yep, that's all I got. That's what we got. So you're telling me. Anyway, Aaron, what are we reviewing next time? Fucking Paul Blart 2, fuckers. Because one ain't enough. Because we've committed (laughs) adultery. (laughs) What? With each other. Oh, okay. A lot. Oh, yeah. We done had the boners. With the dong. Dong. Dollars. Two thousand dollars dollars dongers yep dongers <laughs> all right so that will just leave us with the outro outro bam <laughs> 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 <laughs>
himself <laughs> straight <laughs> to your boob. Ray oh. Romano, Malka. Oh, no. Cop, cop, cop. I'm oh, going to write Mark. you. Uh, I'm Debrano. Mark, call the Poblop. Uh, Ray Romano. Ah, uh, Debrano. loves me. Now, now, now. He loves me. Dracula's going to the store. You gotta, they're gonna buy themselves some garlic. They're gonna be Dracula's. They're gonna be like, hey, you got a skeleton in you. I'm gonna take it out. And they're gonna be like, man, I need that. And then the Dracula's gonna be like, you know, I'm gonna take it. And then he will. And there's nothing you can do about it unless you got a steak. And then the steak will be in his heart. And then he'll be like, ah, oh, shit. Or in his butt. And yeah, you can put it in his anus. Uh, you know? <laughs> Look. You better watch out for store Draculas to take your skeletons. And you need your skeletons for the moving and the being not a pile of skin. Hey, Nong Man. You gotta get away from me. I wanna. Look, the Draculas back. Baculas, Draculas. I don't want none of you to uh, literature. I don't want to buy what you sell. I don't want to go on your vampire cruises. I don't want to go on none of your monster mash party jams. I don't want to go on your bus. I don't want to get on your turnpike to take a trip down to Monsterville. You gotta, you know, we gotta go to this. You know, when you go down to Monsterville, you gotta go. 